The following program does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Reality Radio 101, its advertisers and sponsors, or its listening audience. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Liquid Green Health Show with your hosts, Fred and Janet Cox, right here on Reality Radio 101. To contact us right now, send us an email. Our email address is liquidgreenhealthshow at gmail.com. To your hosts of the Liquid Green Health Show, Fred and Janet Cox. And yes, yes, good afternoon. It is another Sunday. It's chilly, man. It's chilly. It's cold. It's, cold. it's not chilly. It's cold. I feel very cold. <laughs> My window cold. is open, and that cold wind is just ping, pouring on me. I don't have a coat, but, but it's we know October. You, we know you have lizard blood. You're always cold. I'm always cold. We'll probably ask our guests what to do about that. I'm in the wrong today. country. That's all it is. I need to go somewhere warm. Good afternoon, everyone. We are the Coxes. It's 5.30 p.m. It's Sunday afternoon to all our listeners across canada united states and around the world we want to say thank you for allowing us into our, into your space every sunday at this time we have a lot of fun we have an exciting guest we got a great topic and we're going to let you know what it's all about a little later this show will be rebroadcast on uh youtube as well mm -hmm. as um uh help me help spotify. me help me help me spotify right <clears throat> right after the broadcast so we are here i want you to call your friends you know Get on the phone, call your friends, because this topic that we're talking about is food for everyone. Okay, and, uh, you know, get your pens and papers, folks, because we have a lot of information we're going to be passing on to you. This is the Liquid Green Show, and today we are talking about, boy, oh boy, oh boy, breasts, boobs, tits, chest, bust, bosom. All are names given to the upper part of the human torso, right? And uh, because today is this is October, and October is known internationally as Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, and that's why you know I'm wearing something pretty close to pink. I don't have a pink shirt, but you know this is the closest thing I can we'll find. Work on it. We'll work on that. Okay. And uh, let me just give you some little factoid here on why it is called October and why the ribbon October is called breast cancer yes. and why the pink ribbon, right. how it came about. It's a young lady by the name of Alexandra Penny in back in 1992. Mm -hmm. She uh, was the editor in chief of self magazine and she wanted to put the magazine's second annual breast cancer awareness month issue on, mm -hmm. you know, bring That's it right. forth, bring right. it forward. And so she enlisted the big giants in the cosmetic uh, field. Mm -hmm. and you know get them to market it right across new york city and the rest is history thus you know what she did she ribbon. started with a pink ribbon yeah and does it have to be tied in that certain way or we don't know it's i don't just... know i okay. don't know that's that's just how it started right. right so and that's that's the history of the pink ribbon do you know the history of the yellow ribbon tie the yellow ribbon uh, except for the song no that has to do with the war right but anyway, that's for another show. We're not right? talking about wars today. But this <laughs> is the time. Although so many wars going on in it, the a world. Lot of, right? A lot of killing is going on. But wow. we're talking about maintaining your health today. Yes. This is a time when we want to focus, put the focus on mm -hmm. confronting a condition that affects uh, not only those assigned female at birth. Correct. But everyone, uh, every human that has breast tissue. As a matter of fact, I think it's 99% yeah. of women. Mm -hmm. you know the incident of cancer 99 percent women yeah. and yes men do get it but yeah. only one percent very small a very small percentage okay very small percentage now the, we, we, mm -hmm. the whole thing has to do with cancer and that that yeah. is a in my opinion that is the most terrifying noun in That's the english language right when they tell you you when have they tell you you have the, the big c word, word right? panic 
you know, uh, people run for cover, they run to doctors, they run to uh... Fred and Janet, you if you can hear me, you seem to fro froze up and innocent. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Yes. Uh, Fred and Janet froze up. Is that correct? Do you see that as well? Yeah, yeah, they're frozen up, yeah. Okay, so they are going to try to fix what's going on there, if they can. And, um, well, I know they would want to welcome you as it is their show, but let me welcome you to Recording stopped. Uh, Reality Radio 101. And where are you located right Recording now? Recording in progress. I'm, I'm connected from uh, Lagos, Nigeria, from Lekki. Okay, and yeah. and I think uh, Fred and Janet are back. Yes. Yes, we're we're back on. I don't know. It's uh, technology. Re These it's it's okay. You're re you are recording this, and you're probably recording it to your computer, which took a lot of bandwidth. Okay. okay. Right, Great. Folks, we're back on, and as I was saying, we were talking about the fear that the word cancer puts into mm -hmm. people. You know, and automatically, most people when they're diagnosed with cancer automatically thinks it's a death sentence. Yes. And that really shouldn't be. So today, uh, we're going to be talking with our guest. Uh, but before I get to our guest, mm -hmm. um, I think you, did you mention this? The, the statistics worldwide? No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Worldwide, it's about 2.3 million women that are diagnosed with breast cancer. That and was in 2020. I think it's up to about 4 million well, in the U.S. alone. Is it that much? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. And cancer, I think, is the number one diagnosed disease, the number one diagnosed disease worldwide. Yes. And here, one in eight women mm -hmm. will probably succumb in their lifetime to cancer. But yeah. I really want to get to bringing in our guest. So yeah. So yeah. If, if I <laughs> let's let's uh, move okay. on to bringing in our guest. So today, folks, we're having a conversation with a wonderful individual, mm -hmm. uh, innocent Aki. Yes. And uh, I'll let you do the introduction. Okay, in a sense, we've only known about you less than two weeks because we actually listened to you on um, a presentation that you did for the African Union Sixth Region US. And when we heard you talk, because it is Breast Cancer Month and you're one of those people during this time, you're so sought after because of the knowledge that you bring and because of the, the help that you have been able to, to, to help people, not just with diagnosis, I think. We're going to let you talk about what you do. But when you sent us that bio, I just want to go through a little bit of it. And as I was saying pre before the show started to our producer, producer this guy could easily be the prime minister at least he could be the double ho head of double ho right now right yeah. but in a sense you have come from um a background you're multilingual trained you're german trained technologist you have extensive experience yeah sure right yes, and yes. you you have you've been over two decades working in multiple industries in over 45 countries. That yeah. is awesome. You're and now I I I mean it's gonna take us the whole show to go through everything. So now I'm just going to say you have founded, you're the lead scientist and you're the founder of ResDav Limited. Absolutely. And, right? And yes. because you're so interested in wholesome health in leveraging the world, in teaching the world the mysteries of the health benefits that Africa, this continent that is so sought after for all its resources. We know about the cobalt and the lithium and the gold and the uranium and the rubber and cocoa and everything else. But one of the things that we don't hear much about, we always hear about Chinese medicine, right? We hear about those. Okay. But you have now working in the area where the natural traditional medicine 
in Africa. You are now with the what's the PMI, the Certified Project Manager, with yes, management professional. You've been to Harvard, and you're now working with the Ghanaian, with the Nigerian government. So that's yeah. a mouthful. How do you switch from technology into health? Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Let me say hi to everyone connected. Now, the thing is, the subject of health is something that is very, I'm very passionate about. And um, I'll tell you, I started picking a lot of interest in this when my uncle wanted to hand over the knowledge of herbs to me. My grandfather was uh, doing herbs in the 1930s and in the 1940s. My uncle grew up with him, picked up the knowledge, and he went to British Columbia in the US, studied pharmacy, and he was practicing. When he turned 80, about 10 years ago, he called me to come over to Houston. And he was like, look, I'm 80 now, I can go anytime. So I don't want to die with the family secrets. So he passed on okay. all of the family knowledge to me. I, before then, I was already treating people though. But what, what really made me decide to go deeply into this, my cousin, he, he, he was living in Florida, very, very close cousin of mine. He got sick with uh, kidney disease. And this is something that uh, I could treat, but I wasn't really so serious about it. By some stroke of fate, uh, some medical error, he, he died. I think he didn't, they didn't patch him up well when he went for dialysis. So he bled while he was sleeping and he couldn't make it. When they brought his body down to Nigeria for burial, from that barrier, there was no turning back for me. I just started going full time, thinking of going full time into this. Now, the scourge of um, breast cancer in Africa is taking a new turn. A few years ago, to get anybody with cancer, you will have to really search for a long time. But now it's everywhere. You see new cases every day. And so for me, it is something worthwhile to really deal with this issue, go to the root of this and deal with it. So that, that's my passion. As a matter of fact, Frederick, mm -hmm. you, you were showing me statistics today where it says Africa now has the largest amount yeah. of breast cancer cases. Yes. Have you heard that? Is places, that true? places like Egypt, Nigeria, Morocco, uh, and a few other African countries, they're at the top it's of the list. Uh, for countries around the world that have very high cases of, of uh, breast cancer. Wow. Wow. They, 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 I haven't seen that, but it's mm -hmm. obvious because every other day there is a case. So it's, it's growing. And, and, and based on that information, and I mean, I, I just pulled that up today. Why is it so prevalent? Why is it breast cancer so prevalent among Black women? Okay, the way I see it now, if we, if we look closely at uh, what we eat, mm. our exposure in recent years have changed. Let me just go even to the rural areas in uh, Africa. When they cultivate their food, they would weed the, the, the grass. They will remove the weeds manually in the, pre, in the years uh, past. But these days, everybody is now using herbicides, to spray and kill mm -hmm. the weeds. So the, the plants are picking up these herbicides, these organophosphates, and these are getting into the body, disrupting the hormonal system. And because of that, the cases are now spiking. Now, mm -hmm. if your hormonal system is disturbed and you don't address it, basically the body is confused. And so things can happen. And if I may even go a little bit further, there are six pillars to health. They're like a chain, right? If any of those six is broken because of endocrine disruptors, then you become more susceptible. And that is what is actually happening. People are changing their food. People are interacting with chemicals they shouldn't interact with. The foods are now poisonous. 
and right. uh, people are using cosmetics that they weren't using in years past. So the exposure is there. That's, that's really where it's coming from. Right. And, and that's not only a problem uh, in Africa among the, the, the black population. It's an, that's a problem with most women, all women, as a matter of fact, because we still have the same problem here. The foods are highly processed. Uh, lots of sugar, lots of chemicals to make the food last longer on the shelf. Mm -hmm. the, the, the cosmetics that women are using are heavily, heavily toxic. So all of those things are getting into the system. And over a period of time, it does cause damage. Yeah. No matter how they market it, no matter how they claim that these things are purer than 10, 15 years ago, it still has some kind of heavy toxic processing that goes on. Yeah, but when it, when it comes to for for women now, let's talk. Let's zone in on the cancer, the breast cancer for women. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. what should women do? How do you know? What's the first sign that you think that women go through when they discover? Oh my God! I wonder. Just before they figure they should go to their doctor, what are the signs that we should be looking for? Because I know we talk about self-examination. That again, in a sense, when we're doing the research, two schools of thought. Some people say, oh, self-examination clinically doesn't prove very much. But then some people say, make sure you call your friend. Every every month on the 10th, you have the body system. Call your friend to make sure, you know, you do the self-check and you do it as well. What's your feeling on that? And what should we really be doing in terms of trying to find out? Are we, you know? And then we'll talk about some of the factors, the risk factors. <laughs> okay. I, I think you've just raised a very interesting subject. Now, cancer is not some alien thing that, that comes into the body, right? Any cancer itself, breast cancer, whatever kind of cancer, is actually normal cells that have suffered some kind of micro injuries. Now, what kind of micro injuries would cause cancer? The, when the mitochondria in the, in, the, in the cell is damaged, then that cancer loses control. It becomes immortal. It doesn't die anymore. The cell begins to grow abnormally and all of that. Uh, the, the important thing to note is this. If a cell is injured, the body has the choice to kill that cell or fix it. But if for whatever reason, the nutrients and all the ingredients necessary to make the body kill that cell it's not available at that time and the cell survives and it begins to multiply, divide and double. From two, it goes to four, four to eight, and it keeps going like that. It takes some time before it becomes tumor. Now coming to self-evaluation, before you can feel anything in the breast, it has to be at least two centimeters before you can even feel it. And before that can, okay. those cancer cells become two centimeters, that can take about any time from between six to 40 years. So it's been there coming long before you can feel anything. Even the mammograms that they, they do, before a mammogram can pick anything, it has to be about one cm because the X-ray plates have to see something. And before that mammogram can see anything, it's been coming for minimum six to 10 years. Yes. Because the cells have been dividing. Before they get that critical mass to see anything, there are at least half a, half a billion cells already, cancer cells. So the disease is already established as at the time you're now seeing it on mammogram. Or by the time you're feeling it, it's fully established. Okay, okay. Now, so, so, so it's, sorry, go ahead. Now, so so the, the main thing is this. In trying to prevent or dealing with breast cancer, the solution should be to prevent it from occurring, not right. in trying to identify that it is there. Mammograms don't, don't treat cancer. They don't prevent cancer. They only announce the presence of yes. cancer. Now, if you That's say right. you want to feel it, you're only just trying to announce the presence. The main thing is to make sure that you go back in time before this thing comes, five years before, six years before, and make sure that it, it never happens. 
In other words, the inside of every damaged cell that is in the breast is a future tumor, a future cancer, depending on the prevailing conditions that that cell experiences. If you yeah. change the prevailing conditions in the body, when you know that is happening, that cancer will either get stunted and just disappear off, or it might just be silent, hiding for the rest of the person's life. So right. how do you now, what tools can you use to identify potential issues way, way before it comes up, five years before, you can use thermograms. Thermograms are like a specialized infrared cameras. By just taking pictures of the breasts, you will be able to see energy patches because cancerous cells, they consume more energy glucose than regular cells. So you can see the patterns and you can also see how the blood, the, the blood vessels are forming from thermograms. When you see this, and you are able to identify these patterns that would lead to cancer, then you can take action immediately to change the prevailing conditions and reverse the situation. So the cancer never happens. Let me, okay. let me stop there and let you. <laughs> is, no, I, I, this is interesting for you, yeah. right? So people don't want to hear me, they want to hear you. But a question, when you say the thermogram, is a mammogram a thermogram or is that something different? Now, now, now ma mammogram is you have two plates and there's X-ray there between the I've two plates. I've done them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, put the, you put the breast in there and then they're sending X-ray through to see if there's anything blocking the X-ray. If there's some cancer tumor, it will block and it will show patches. Now, there's a problem with that. For every time you do a mammogram, you've just increased your risk of breast cancer by 1%. Oh my God. I've heard so, that. So why, it's true. If, if wow. that's the case, then why is it that the, the, the medical profession is telling, is telling you, you that you have to do it? Why is the government sending once you... Once every two years, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And a question for you. Yeah. Women that have big breasts and yeah. then there are women that have small breasts. Yeah. I went for a mammogram. I wish we had had you on two weeks ago because I just had one. And... Yeah. Uh, I it it hasn't been I have not had one for the last four years, yeah. right? But with this, I I fall in the, the category of small-breasted women, and yeah. I tell you that techni the technician, when I tell this story, I asked her who is it better for, small breasts or big breasts, which is easier? She says, oh, bigger breasts are easier. She had to push me into that machine and drag <laughs> my breasts right <laughs> to yeah, get yeah. it i told i said listen i just jumped out of a plane and it was easier it was less scary than doing the mammogram i'm never doing another one <laughs> or is that good advice never to do anymore or what else no. now, now, now why they do that is they want to try to fit it in between the plates yes so the, the x-ray can go through the problem is the ionization of the x-ray. That's, that's where the risk goes up. But beyond that, the pressure that they put, which is about, say, uh, at least 40 pounds, they press, they press it. They, that can, uh, if there's actually some kind of cancer capsule inside, that can actually bust it, crush it, and then it escapes into the surrounding and begin to go around. Because the science says, that from 20 pounds, 22 pounds, if you press beyond that, you can actually bust the, the capsule and the material escape around and begin to proliferate. So the risk is one in the X-ray itself and then in the pressure itself. So there oh, wow. are two risk factors. Now, but thermograms, these are not like that. The thermograms, the person is just standing you're taking some sensitive infrared camera to take pictures, and the, the picture, the infrared pictures will be able to sense the heat emanating from the body. And if there are any cancer okay. cells, they will produce more heat than the normal cells. So if you've noticed that, then you zoom more and begin to really look at 
how the the blood vessels there are manipulating i mean they're forming if you now apply like some temperature change like you blow hot cold air in you will see that normal blood vessels will shrink but the blood vessels feeding cancers they are not well developed they wouldn't shrink they will just stay the same that way you can identify okay this thing is forming and then you can decide how to reverse it and that's where herbs and supplements now come in okay now when do they use the mri and ultrasound and those other more advanced um devices to find out this you know the condition okay now mri all those ones they are more like confirmatory tests Mm -hmm. there are there are symptoms and there's suspicion that there is cancer there and they want to confirm that right. there is cancer but this is not uh, some kind of preventive no it's not no right the, right. the one of thermo, thermo, uh, thermogram can actually confirm but it can also predict even be five years before the cancer comes you can see these patterns if you're very experienced with that you can understand and actually reverse things. And when you reverse it, which might take any time from three months to six months, when you check again, you will see that the patterns are now back to normal and the person has no risk, basically. So if somebody has been, now you've done the test, you've done your self-exam, you've gone to the doctor, it's confirmed, you've done your mammogram or you whatever, you now confirmed you have breast cancer. Yes. What's step two? Okay. Now, <laughs> I would say this, everything that has to do with your health depends on the prevailing conditions. That's a profound principle for aproceutical medicine, the one I practice. Now, this is important. Aproceutical, uh, I love it. Aproceutical, yeah, thank Good. you. Now, the same water that you drink, for instance, mm -hmm. if you take that water, and you put it in the freezer, it becomes rock hard. You yes. can actually break your head with that. <laughs> if you take that same water, you put it in the pot and you heat it, it becomes gas, it escapes into the atmosphere. It is solid, liquid, gaseous, depending on the temperature conditions. Now, how you deal with cancer, depends on the prevailing conditions in the body. I'm going to come to this again, a yeah. different way. If you take any seed, let's say citrus seed, and you put it on top of your table, you leave it there for five years, you're going to come back, meet it there, dried up or anything. But if you take that same seed, put it in outside in a fertile ground and water it, before you, you know it, you have a tree coming out of that. And that tree can become a forest when it produces more fruits. Inside that seed is a forest, but depending on the prevailing conditions. On top of the table, it's dead. But on the fertile ground, it grows. When a cancer is discovered, the prevailing conditions in the body will either make it flourish or get stunted. And yes. looking at the prevailing conditions, altering the prevailing conditions to make sure that the, 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 the disease does not flourish, for me, is the first step before the treatment to actually take out the cancer. And taking out the cancer, you can use various methods. There are different ways to kill that, the cancer you can actually use epigenetics to reverse the cancer cell to begin to behave like normal cells, and then Correct. they will die off. There are many ways to go around that. That's one of the most recent discoveries, the whole thing about, because so many people believe, we'll talk about the risk factors like your age, your sex, your background, yeah, activity. Your, your activity level, all of those things, your intake of sugar, your nutrition, do you sleep, do you exercise? All those things we know, the lifestyle things. But in terms of the epigenetics, I think that it's relatively new research. But you you don't, if your mom, because what they say is, if your mom had cancer and probably a sister or something, chances are 
they tell you, you know, you might more likely, you and your children and it's hereditary and you could end up with cancer. But what you're saying is that because of the epigenetics, you can reverse or you can change things. You don't have to accept this as a sentence that because my folks had it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You're not a sitting duck. Even yeah. if the entire family died of cancer. Yeah. You're not a sitting duck. Let me let me just throw a little, give you a little okay. bit of, uh, uh, talk more around this. Now, I don't know if you've studied the bees, the honey bees. There's the queen bee, there's mm -hmm. the worker bee, there's the nurse bee. Mm -hmm. Now, the queen bee lives for like three years, right? Yep. It produces like 2,000 eggs every day right the worker bee lives for just three weeks and is functionally sterile it does it cannot it doesn't produce any any eggs right now when the queen in the in the hive begins to fall sick or is dying what happens the nurse bee will just pick any lava right it picks any lava and then there's a special food they call it royal jelly Right. That they feed that lava. Once they feed that lava, that royal jelly, what the enzymes that have been suppressing the royal genes will be turned off. And the royal gene is expressed and a new queen is born. Correct. Same DNA, same uh, lava, but what it ate, what it received, changed the expression of DNA. And it becomes a queen. Now it's living for two, three years and not like the worker that's living for three weeks. Now it's producing a, a, a 2,000 eggs. So the same way, if you know how to use phytochemicals to turn off certain genes and put on certain things, then you can resolve all of that risk. So it's not a sitting doctrine. The prevailing conditions will dictate what will happen that, that that's really what it is now you mentioned phytochemicals food is that the number one thing that we should be talking about when it comes to um prevention of cancer i know about sugar number one like everything you listen to here you you know we know sugar is the enemy but is nutrition the number one thing in prevention of breast cancer and basically so many of the other diseases where do you stand on that now, now let, let, let me look at it from this perspective. Mm -hmm. Now, there are six pillars that hold your health, right? Mm -hmm. And these revolve around nutrition some way. And if I may just even say something else as well before I come back to that. Every disease is happening because some cell is sick. And the cell is sick However you look at it from every perspective, because of two critical factors. Number one, the cell is either deficient in something that it needs, and so it cannot function, or it has some toxins that is now disturbing it. Toxicity, deficiency. So when you remove the toxicity from the cell and provide for the, for the, for the insufficiency of what it needs, the cell becomes normal and begin to function. So in other words, the ability of the body to detoxify itself is very important. And then the nutrients, which I'm going to go into now, the nutrition becomes also very important. Let me just say a little bit about the detoxification before I come back to the nutrition. When it comes to detoxification, your main organs for detoxification are the liver and the kidneys. Now, because the toxins in our polluted world is coming so much in torrents, these organs are not able to meet up completely to take this thing. So they need some help. So they need to, to, to detox. Toxins are probably not need to go out. That's one. But coming back to the nutrition that, as you mentioned, there are six pillars of nutrients and nutrition that sustain a healthy body. Number one, proteins. 
of the proteins in the body, because without certain proteins, without proteins in the body, you can't really function. There are 22 amino acids that the body uses to build all proteins. And of these 22, 14 are made by the body. Eight are essential ones that you have to bring in from food. So essentially, if you have 14, but out of those eight, for whatever reason, you're not bringing that in, the body begins to suffer. Maybe some hormone or enzyme that's supposed to fight off cancer is supposed to be produced, but the ingredient to produce it is not there. So it's not produced, the, 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 the cancer begins to go on and accelerate. You understand? Now, maybe some uh, genetic thing that's supposed to turn off the tumor uh, factor is supposed to be produced. The body does not have that protein, then it's not produced. So proteins, that's number one. Second one is enzymes. Enzymes are like chemicals that they are like catalysts. Right. Every time, as we're talking now, there are about 2 million biochemical processes going on in your body. And these ones need enzymes. In every cell, you have about a thousand enzymes. If you don't have these enzymes, what is going to happen? Those chemical reactions that are meant to help the body will not happen. Maybe detoxification that's supposed to happen will not happen. And so things begin to pile up. Then from enzymes, you go into things like uh, my, uh, the, the lipids, like cholesterol. Now, these fats are necessary to build hormones because from these fats, cholesterol, you're building pregnenolone, you're building estrogen and all that. For people that inter interrupt the, the lipids in their body, for instance, any woman that takes statins to control cholesterol, well, even if it's just for four years, have doubled her risk of cancer. That's what the studies say. You know, so we talk about uh, uh, we've talked about proteins, we've talked about enzymes, we've talked about lipids. Then you also talk about minerals, essential minerals, which are like triggers to catalysts. And then uh, you talk of carbohydrates. And the last one um, is, is skipping me now. The last, the last one, I, I remember that. But okay. these six are essential to have a functional body that can withstand any kind of stress and enemy. If these chains are broken, then the body is susceptible. Yes, because last week on our show, we were talking about um, fasting, um, intermittent, intermittent fasting. Yeah. And we know okay. that's one of the things that's real good. And what, what we what we realize, and we say this in a health show, we say what the body needs is a chance. Nobody knows better how to deal with the body and repair the body than the body, than itself, the body itself. Because Absolutely. it's such a machinery. So yeah. when it comes to immunotherapy, that's one of the things I don't understand very well. And I know that's one of the things they use to treat. We're going to talk about some of the treatment methods that you have been using through Afronutricals. But, yeah. but we, we know about, you know, the, the first thing they do is uh, they do a lump, lumpectomy or whatever, where they take out the lump. Or okay. they can do the mastectomy. And okay. I know somebody like Jolly, what's her name? Angela Jolie. Angela Jolie. Yeah. I heard, I don't know if it's true, that she had a double breast mac double yeah, it's true. It's, breast it's published. Yeah, it's true. Because, because of the propensity of her getting cancer because of the family history. Yeah. Right? But uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what was I coming? I, I forget. <laughs> oh, I was talking about the immunotherapy. So yeah. could you explain that as one of the treatment options? Because we don't have to rush. You don't have to rush and cut off your breasts because you have a diagnosis, yeah. right? Uh, the, the, the thing is this. Cutting off the breasts is not the answer. Right, no. okay. The, the, there are risks. Well, like I said, the prevailing conditions, the environmental mm -hmm. conditions, you subject the body to determine the outcome. But so just like, just like the doctors said, really, 
Just like I said, the seed that you have, the citrus seed you have on your table. Yeah. You don't need a magician to tell you that it's never going to become a tree. If you right. leave it on your table, because the conditions will not let it. Not so even if you have the risk, it's a matter of manipulating and knowing what to do. Like, like Sun Tzu would say, know thyself, know thine enemy, a thousand battles, a thousand victories. If yes. you know the enemy and you know how to stop the enemy completely, it's not a problem. So in so immunotherapy, if I go to, to immunotherapy, what they're trying to do in immunotherapy is, mm -hmm. uh, because when cancer happens, it's like a, a, like a wolf hiding in sheep clothing. The immune system is not able to see it. It sees all of it, everyone as, as sheep. But the guy is there killing the sheep, but hiding in sheep clothing. Now, <laughs> with immunotherapy, you're just basically reprogramming the immune system to say, no, this one is, is, is a wolf, it's not this one. So you're basically unmasking the cloaking that the, that the cancer is using to hide itself. So the immune system now identifies it and then kills it. Now, another way to go about it is this. So immunotherapy can be any form, but one way to also do this is if you have some cancer that is developing some tumor, you can bring in a pathogen. For instance, mm -hmm. the pathogen that, that likes to eat cancer cells, mm -hmm. but it causes another disease, but it likes, then we, when you bring it in, when it starts attacking the cancer cell to try to eat it, the body now sees that, wow, this is not normal cell. And then the body begins to attack both of them. So there are different ways to go around it, but immunotherapy is basically unmasking the, the cancer so that the body can identify it and kill it. That, that, that's it. So is it a better treatment than, say, somebody rushing out to get chemotherapy or surgery? In the, in the scheme of things, yeah. you know what? I know already we're going to run out of time. Yes, so yes, we're yes. going to tell our viewers... Innocent, if you're able to come back next week or another week, this show, we're going to have probably two or three parts because it's no point just rushing through it because we're limited by an hour. We, You're our guest. You're fantastic. I'm sure we're going to go to the emails in a minute. People are learning. That's what they do. They like our show because we break it down. We make it simple. We bring on people like you that can just talk in layman's terms. So it's already 6.12. We're not going to get through everything we need to get through in 15 minutes. I'm, I'm, not possible. Also, we want to talk about some of the products that he uses. Yes, we want to talk about some of the products he use. So this, there is, with your permission, I'm going to ask you on air so you can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> but will you come back another time? Always a pleasure. Oh, no, it's if, okay. if, oh, if it's going to help the listeners, why not? <laughs> That's why. Yeah, yeah. So, so, do you want to check some emails? Yeah, there? I think let me just take some time here. And, uh, let me see if we have any email. Um, we have one here from uh, Olivia. Yeah, Olivia. Um, she's asking, hey, Janet, uh, are you in the house today? Or is she going off? No, we're not going <laughs> to. Yeah, this you is know, a continuation. People just, they're just hooked up. I, I did the skydiving um, in September. And okay. I think people are, I did the polar dip in January. And we're still getting emails about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> no, she's going over there. Well, that was called. very courageous to, to, yeah. to do skydiving. That's, that's good. Yeah. Next time you can join us. Frederick is going to come. <laughs> Here's, here's one from Ken, and Ken says, uh, thank you for the history of the pink ribbon. I didn't know. Thanks. Okay, wonderful. Okay, thank you for that. And um, Monica said, Janet and Fred, this is an excellent guest today, learning a lot of things here. Okay. Uh, so that's the kind of email that we keep getting. Uh, and Gail says, love the liquid green. And she sends an image of a pink, pink ribbon. ribbon. Yeah. Um, we love Gail, we love liquid green as well. Because, listen, you heard what I almost said, doctor. You know, in a I sense, think you're a doctor. doctor right? but I, I just feel it just comes out naturally. Yeah. You know, but I, you, um, who was that from? Monica, who was that email I, from? Uh, but, let me just go back. But anyway... She's talking of liquid green. You don't That's even it. know this about yeah. us, but our company, we do um, natural cleaners. Yeah. 
So you talk about the environmental cleaners and the toxicity from some of the products we use, the plastics, the whatever. So when she gives us a shout out about Liquid Green, that is how we actually got started with doing the Liquid Green Health Show. Yeah. Right. So every yeah. time somebody mentions that we should we should do a bell yeah, or something. Bring, I gotta get a bell. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So okay. This one from Chris and Chris says, "Ouch, Janet, the mammogram sounds painful." Yes. Maybe shoot out of a cannon next year instead. <laughs> <laughs> They're giving uh, these ideas. One of these days, I'm gonna take them up on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. That's the thought of the day, and that's okay, an image. Of that. I don't know right. what that image is saying. Hill skydiving, right? Yeah, but um, okay. let, let me just um, let me just introduce, reintroduce our guest today. Today, yeah. folks, if you joined us for the first time or uh, you joined us late, um, we're talking to a very, very qualified, highly qualified individual who I hate to not call him a doctor, <laughs> but uh, maybe we will just you know put that in our, in our writing, here, put asterisks, <laughs> right? But he's highly qualified in the field of um, nutritional nutrition for the human body. As a matter of fact, he looks at it from and, and he, he gives it a name, a unique name, Afro Afro nutrition, Afro nutrition, as opposed to pharmaceutical. Right, right, right. He's the founder and lead scientist at Red Red Sav, uh, a limited. Redsam Limited, that, that is a company whose goal is to bring wholesome health to the world uh, using the wisdom of African traditional medicine that is backed by modern science. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so we have him here today that we're talking about, because it's breast cancer, we're talking about breast cancer as yeah. well as what can be done yeah. to alleviate this condition. Okay. Right? And, and to... And I think we're just at the point when we were talking about the radio radio radiation mm -hmm. and chemo and how devastating that is because they don't uh, you just talked about the differentiation with the different cells right and what what do you say to people when the doctor says you have to take the chemo or it's not going to help and they they just listen to the doctor and they don't want to they're so tunnel vision because they don't think there's anything else that can help because fear steps yeah. in the, the, the reality is you have to be in the driver's seat when it comes to your health yeah now the doctor does not suffer the risk of his own life it is your life that is at stake so you really have to look at things dispassionately and really get as much information as possible and take the most appropriate decision for your own self. Now, when you talk about chemotherapy, what is really chemotherapy? The cancer cell is very greedy, right? And it's very wasteful. If a normal cell takes one glucose molecule, it makes like 36 um, energy molecules out of it. But the same one cancer cell will take it and make only four. So it's, it's like 90% wasted. So it's burning a lot of energy, and that's why the people lose a lot of weight very quickly, because the cancer is just hijacking everything. The idea of chemotherapy is basically to bring in poison into the body. And because the cancer cell is the most greedy one, it's eating a lot of the poison with the hope that the dose is in the poison, when it eats enough poison, then it begins to die faster than the, the regular cell. But in the okay. end, both of them are getting the poison. So okay. you end up seeing situations where people's bodies are fried from chemo. You see black spots on their palm, under their foot, and mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. Those are visible scars. What about the invisible ones? If it is frying the hands, could, is it possible it's frying the liver? Is it possible it's frying the, the, the cardiovascular system? Is it possible it's also frying even the brain? So when certain functions in the body begin to depreciate very quickly after chemo, it is not the cancer, it is the treatment. So sometimes the treatment will kill the patient faster than the, than the, the, cancer. Than the, the cancer itself. Yes. So for me, it is always go for the most humane kind of treatment. If there is a way to turn off the genes that are allowing that to proliferate and then the cancer is stunted and dies off using herbs, 
I will go for that. As long as the science proves it and the medical practitioner is able to explain to me how, if it does not understand the prevailing conditions in my body, I would be doubtful. Because everybody, just as our, our fingerprints are different, everybody has his own profile. The amount of toxins you've been exposed to, all kinds of genetic makeup, the practitioner have to look at that tailored medicine to the specific person and be able to deal with it. And that way you can get people well. For, for me, I wouldn't take chemotherapy. If it is, uh, if it is a tumor that is monolithic that have not spread, which often is not the case, you can remove it by surgery and try to use chemo to, to take care of it. But if it is metastatic already, in fact, chemo is useless because right. you can't handle that. And beyond that, and that's where the problem is. You see a lot of people, they get treatment, they go home, they say they are cancer-free, and within five years, yeah. the thing comes back very aggressively and kills them. Chemo is actually not dealing with the cancer stem cells, but rather aggravating them. And it's just like uh, you kill all the snakes, but their eggs are hiding somewhere. And by the time they hatch and they come out, the, the body have a history of how the previous ones were killed. So they have that history and they come out very aggressive and take the person out. That cannot happen with natural treatment that actually selects the cancer cell, selects the, 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 the stem cells and eliminates them. So I am an advocate for more humane treatment, natural treatment, but herbs, they're like a two-edged sword. They can help or kill based on knowledge. You need to really know herbs for, for them to work for you. I can tell you, for instance, someone... That, yes, go ahead, please. Wanted to I'm, ask I'm, I'm, Yeah, but in, in the interest of time, in a sense, I know that there's a lot to discover, but we want to give you an opportunity to tell us about some of the products that you have that you would recommend to help somebody to, uh, you know, Frederick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're, we're, I'm gonna disagree with you right now mm -hmm. because if innocent is willing to come back, I don't want to just give him eight minutes. Time. I don't. Yeah. It's not gonna be beneficial to give eight minutes. Okay. To the, the you have at least seventeen products. No, no, no. I, I just want specific for, products. That, that for, I, 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 I'm just gonna talk about only one. I think for the, yeah. since the time is short. Now, when uh, I did say that cancer goes through like five, six, 10 years, 20 years, multiplying before it comes out. At that time, when it's a micro tumor, we've, we've developed a product that can actually dissolve and destroy the micro tumors before they manifest. And that product is RECNAC, R-O-E-C-N-A, RECNAC. And it's on uh, herbsofafrica.com. Okay, that product, if I were a woman, what I would do is every quarter, one month, I will use that as a prophylactic just to prevent. So if there are cancer tumors that are very small, microscopic, that are existing, I just take them out so I don't even suffer the risk of them growing up. That, that 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 is the product I would just talk about. No, so it's a preemptive strike, basically. Yes, yes. So, question for you then: This is something you would take before you're diagnosed with cancer, or after you've been diagnosed, you've had some treatment, and you're in the remission stage? Because, as you just said, some people can be in remission for five years. Some women are in remission twenty years, and yeah. then it comes back, and it's even yeah. sometimes more aggressive. Right. Yeah. So yeah. this product you mentioned, and you know what, before we run out completely of time, give us the links where people can actually go and look, look up the product that you're talking about. Okay. The links are HEPS, H-E-R-O-B-S, of Africa, one word, dot com. Okay. That's herbs, herbsofafrica.com. Okay. And also at uh, redsav.com. My, my consultation, uh, 
I consult on redsav.com. That, that's where I consult. That's R-E-D-S-A-V, folks. R-E-D-S-A-V.com or Herbs of Africa. H-E-R-B-S-O-F-A-F-R-I-C-A.com. Now, I know these are available in the U.S. Can we also yes. get this in Canada? It is available in the U.S. I have no, no present uh, distributors in Canada, but you're welcome to be. Okay, we'll take you up on that. We're not making any money yet, but we will start to make some money in Innocent, with Innocent in Canada. Right. First I'll of all, you're, we're going to have to get a hookup. I want to try that. So my question was, is it something you take pre-cancer diagnosis as a prevention? No, Rena? Or, yeah. The no, Rena. you said that was a preemptive strike. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's so you take to yeah. prevent, yeah. but for someone that is going into remission, that is mm -hmm. a, a, that product could help, but that's not even it. Okay. There's special treatment for that to take out the cancer stem cells, and it oh. depends on what type of cancer the person was exposed to, and at what stage it was diagnosed, and all of that. It needs a detailed study. The number of tests that I demand from uh, people like that analyze before I treat that. that that's, that's how I handle that. Okay. You mean the, the RENAC? No, no, I'm talking of the RENAC is preventive. Anybody can take anybody it. Anybody can take that. Yeah, yeah, anybody, anybody at all. I take that myself. But okay. for someone that have uh, passed through cancer and is afraid that it could come back, okay. because what really brings it back is the cancer stem cells. Yes. Now, there is a way we treat that. And it's different from treating normal cancer because stem cells are undistinguished cells. They right. can become anything. So the cancer can appear in the brain, appear anywhere else because the stem cells can become anywhere, can go anywhere rather. So there's a way we treat that, which is different. But you can't put that in just one capsule. It doesn't work like that. Okay. And that so, is of saying that that is the reason why removing the breast is basically a waste of time because if the stem cells are not dead, it's going to come back somewhere else. Yes. Right. And so, I, I, I have seen that myself where a lady had her breast removed. She was declared cancer free within five years. The thing came in her brain and spinal cord and it didn't take uh, three, four months. She was gone. Yeah, the metastasis. And she was just 35. Mm -hmm. Okay, so listen, we haven't talked anything about estrogen. Yeah, we haven't talked so about the, the other things to do to prevent um, cancer. We haven't got into the, the, the real treatments that you have, uh, that we know you have into some details. Um, I want to ask you things about the teas we drink. You know, I'm Jamaican, so we know some the of the herbal teas and stuff medicines. like that. There's a whole lot of stuff we need to talk I about. I want to ask you about alcohol. Should I really give up my wine just to not get cancer? So we have not scratched the surface. So yeah. you have agreed to come back. We'll just set up a date. No, not a problem. Always my pleasure. This has to go beyond one hour, beyond a one week. So there, so, there's a lot of stuff that so we need thank to talk. You so much. I'll let Frederick do the thank you. Yeah, uh, but before I before I do the thank you, mm -hmm. I, I just want our audience to know that there is a a North American number that you can reach um in a set, and that is three four six three zero eight zero six eight six. Is that correct? That's correct. 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 That's okay. That's a U.S. number. Correct? Yeah, that's a U.S. number three four six three zero eight zero six eight six, folks. Also, you can email innocent at innocent. That's the word innocent.aki at gmail.com. Innocent.aki at gmail.com. Innocent, before we let you go, I know what's your African name? What does innocent mean? I know in Nigeria, my yeah. name is Amarachi. When I went Amarachi. to Nigeria, I got my African <laughs> That's a big one. Amarachi. And that means that means devil. It means devil. <laughs> <laughs> No, it means jealous. He's jealous he doesn't have right? He didn't go to Nigeria. He doesn't have his Nigerian name. So what is innocent in the in Nigeria? Uh, and, uh, I have my native name. It's, okay. uh, it's not innocent. It's Akeraino. Akeraino, which means they've been given. Okay. My and parents I wanted a son and they got a son. So they said, oh, we've been given. 
I'm, I, I think I'm a gift of God or something. I'm a Rakshi. Well, folks, I can hear the music in the background, but this has been a wonderful conversation. We have to have, have you back in a sense. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And uh, so I want to thank you for gracing us with your expertise, your knowledge, and uh, we're going to get you back as soon as possible. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the rest of the evening. There you are. And with that, folks, we're going to end our show today by saying our usual quote, good health is central to human happiness and well-being. It contributes significantly to prosperity and wealth and even economic progress. And as healthy individuals, we can even be more productive and may even live a little bit longer. So until next Sunday, same time, same place, we are the Coxes saying, let's, let's stay, stay healthy. healthy on Reality Radio 101. For listening to the Liquid Green Health Show with your hosts Fred and Janet Cox, right here on Reality Radio 101.